I am a woman. I can work just as well as any man can. I need to go get a degree. I want to have a career. What if feminine empowerment, so-called, in our present day, is really feminine enslavement? Has God created women for an extremely important role? Happy Mother's Day, good morning, and welcome to God's Resistance. God's Resistance is local in Wilkes-Barre in the Wyoming Valley and spreading elsewhere. If you need someone to talk to or pray with and are interested in joining a small group to help you live as a disciple of Christ, stay tuned for contact info. My name is Eric Samborski, and I want to thank you for tuning into God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the devil, and the world. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK 1550 a.m. and 94.7 FM. If you miss the radio program, then look for the God's Resistance podcast on your favorite podcast platform, YouTube and Gab TV at 9 a.m. every Sunday where these are uploaded and you're going to find other content on there as well. You can find us at godsresistance.com and on Facebook, Gab, Gab TV and YouTube at God's Resistance. That is G-O-D-S. R-E-S-I-S-T-A-N-C-E. Make sure to like, follow, and turn on notifications for helpful spiritual content. You will find us in person every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. in the Wilkes-Barre Public Square where we have uh, street meetings or uh, like a church service outside. Uh, and they'll be singing and preaching there. We would love to meet you, to see you there. So do that Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., weather permitting. And you can contact us at gods.resistance at gmail.com or give us a call or text at 570-362-7782. Now let's listen in on today's briefing. Well, this is Mother's Day on this Lord's Day. And in our society, things are so flipped upside down. Uh, they are backwards. Um, things are just blurry. We don't know where to go from here in some respect. And it's good for us to just pause for a moment and reflect on motherhood. First of all, all of you that are listening, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a mother. Even if you feel like your mother wasn't a great mother, we can at least be thankful for the fact that we were born and that we everything that we enjoy now is because of this woman who gave birth, who is my mother. Thank the Lord for those that have had a good mother, somebody who loved them and cared for them. But besides the point, I want to give you a biblical picture of motherhood, of womanhood, really. And helping us to see in the midst of a culture that's gone mad in many respects, the importance of motherhood. And it's far more important than just your little nuclear family, though we're thankful for that. But it affects society. It affects culture, country. It it affects generations. And we can see that as we look in the Bible. The uh, place that I'd like to go to this morning is Proverbs 31, but for sake of time, I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but you will hear me pull uh, verses from Proverbs 31 and the things that Proverbs 31 talks about in order to give that full picture. So Proverbs 31.10 says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. So womanhood in our present day is so destroyed and cheap. Women have been reduced to mere objects of lust. Women have rebelled against their God-ordained place of motherhood and a keeper at home because in our society, those that hate God have convinced our modern women that they are being oppressed by being a keeper at home, uh, taking care of children and such things. The world is turning what is a beauty 
in God's sight. And really just, if we just step back and look at things, the world is turning what is a beauty and a privilege into a curse and a snare. They've succeeded in in doing that at large. So ladies, mothers, wives, we need you. And we need you to rise up in this day as women of God that are not afraid to challenge the prevailing degradation of biblical womanhood. Think about this just for a moment with me. The worth of a true woman. That scripture said that their price is far above rubies. So in other words, all the riches that this world has to offer pales in comparison to a virtuous woman. The question then is, why? What what relevance does this have to me? Well, the first point I want to look at is found in the first nine verses of Proverbs 31. A woman of wise counsel. Some, a woman who can counsel people wisely. She's first a wise counselor to her children. Who was this virtuous woman? She was a mother that observed. And the virtuous woman, by the way, is still the same in our present day. <clears throat> but she is a mother that observes. She saw what others had done and the results of their choices. Children make bad decisions. She saw children ignoring the advice of perhaps grandparents and wiser people that have been around in this world for longer than the children had. She saw children just kind of going willy-nilly and running after their own lust. She observed all of this around her. And then, because she's a discerning woman and a virtuous woman and wants the very best for her own children and those who she comes in contact with, she counsels based off of what she had observed. Really, the whole book of Proverbs is that, that the, a lot of it is written by Solomon. Um, you look in there and, and he has observed so many different things of life and then gives us advice, gives us things that are going to be helpful to us. Well, the virtuous woman does this and she's guarding her children from following down the same pathways of destruction that she's seen other people's children go in. She doesn't want that to happen. She is a mother that is, has experienced things. Who, who is she and who was she in this, in this Proverbs 31? We don't really know much except for what it tells us, but a little bit of speculation. Maybe her husband was a drunk who went after women. So she's instructing her son, don't do the same thing, my son. This is not the way of a man. This is not how you should conduct yourselves. I don't know if that's true, but she at least is giving him that advice. She went through much herself. Maybe she sinned. And she's thinking about the sins she's done in her past and in her youth even. She's done many mistakes, things that she wished she had done differently. And I'm not even talking about just moral things, but things that afterwards she looks at and says, this wasn't wise. I should have done this differently. And she wants to share the wisdom that she learned through the school of hard knocks to her children. She wants to share it to those that she has influence over. This is that virtuous woman, someone who can look at life, experience life, and then pass on good to the next generation. Pass on good even to the ones that are of her peers. Proverbs 31, 26 says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. So the virtuous woman has no empty words, but she has words that build up. She has words that correct. She has words that lead. She has words that nurture that helps someone get through some difficult places, provides an environment for people to make mistakes, for people to fall, for people to learn. She nurtures them and guides them in the ways of good. 
And all of what she does, according to this verse and according to these sections of scripture, is saturated with kindness. Kindness that makes your words of wisdom easy to be received. It's one thing for somebody to tell me the truth with a blazing, hot kind of a a spirit toward me. And they may be saying truth, but I don't know if I'll easily receive it. But the one who really loves and cares and is coming from underneath, which is uh, a woman is built like that by God to, to have that nurture inside of her heart. It's natural she wants to do that for her children. Kindness flows through her mouth as well. She is worth more than rubies because of her wise counsel. Now, I'm thankful for my mother and wise counsel she had given me when I was younger, and we, we didn't grow up uh, Christians when I was younger, but we did have pretty decent moral pinning, moral foundation. And I'm thankful for wise counsel that my mother had given me. It probably spared me from a lot of stupid things that I could have done. Now, I did a lot of stupid things, a lot of bad things, but it could have been worse. And I'm thankful for the wise counsel of my mother. And I'm even now, as a, as a father, as a parent, I'm 37 years old, I've got five children, I'm even more thankful now for what my parents had taught me. But we're speaking about the wise counsel of a virtuous woman, which is found in a mother. Also, we find that this virtuous woman is faithful. She's faithful. Now, we're in a present day where things are messed up. I can't even remember what this, uh, what the place was called now. It was like a social media site. Ashley Madison, I believe it was. A social media site and its direct purpose was to connect people that wanted to commit adultery on their spouses and make the hookup take place so that they could go ahead and fulfill this wicked deed. We're in a generation where we can't commit one to another, you know, for to be lifelong partners and such. According to the scripture, a virtuous woman is a faithful woman, faithful to her husband. She's not a woman of vanity, just dolling herself up on the outside, trying to attract outward attention. Now, that doesn't mean that then you just dress like a scarecrow. You dress in a way that you're, you're, you're neat, you're beautiful, you're pleasing to your husband, but you're not for sale. You're not dressing like that, you know? Proverbs 31.25 says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. So she's not just trying to make herself look, you know, drawing attention to herself so that men will stare her down and think that she's attractive. Strength and honor are her clothing. She has different motivating factors than solely her looks. Proverbs 31, 11 through 12. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. This is a virtuous woman. She's in it for the, for the team, so to speak. She's in this for reasons that are far deeper than just fleeting pleasure or just my immediate emotional fulfillments. There is a commitment here, a faithfulness inside of this woman. And to her husband, she gives affection. She doesn't have wandering eyes or a wandering heart. To her husband, she has appreciation for him providing for her and for the family. She has appreciation for the protection that he provides over the family and for his leadership. Now, I understand, ladies, that some of you out here listening, maybe your husband doesn't fulfill this very well. The thing is, God wants us to be who he's created us to be. And if, if, if our spouse or, or anybody else in our family is not really, uh, I guess, caring about all of that and don't seem to see that as valuable, we need to seek God and pray, but never give up living the way God wants you to live. Because it says in the scripture that who knows that your husband watching your, your life and conversation, you might win him to Christ. 
you might bring conviction on him because you're walking holy with the Lord. So to her husband, she shows that appreciation for his providing protection and leadership. Proverbs 31, 28 and, and through 30. It says, her children arise up and call uh, her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Her faithfulness is taken note of. Think about it now. When you when you think about Hollywood, there's women that have dressed themselves up and they've looked very attractive and such. And then they get older, they get wrinkly. They don't look as young and perhaps as attractive as they once had. Their youth has fled from them in their older years. So they get Botox injections in their lips so their lips plump up again. They get facelifts so that their skin gets pulled back and they're trying to defy age all the while. This is the natural way of life. However, so that's all vanity. That'll all flee. However, faithfulness can be had throughout all of our living days to the end. And the virtuous woman, according to the Bible, is a faithful woman, faithful all the way down to the end. How is she faithful like this? How is this even possible in a crazy mixed up world that we're living in? Her faithfulness is a direct result of her faithfulness to God, of her love for God. That's how it is possible for her to stay in this place and in this position. Now, she's also in, in faithfulness, I guess you can kind of pull all these things together, but she is industrious. She, she's a hardworking lady. She's not, you know, a lot of people have the idea that if a lady was to just take care of her kids and stay home, that's what does she do? Should she just, you know, sip iced tea all day long and look at magazines, you know, and gossip, you know, where their friends around the town? That couldn't be farther from the truth. I would challenge any man who's listening to take a couple days and you do all the stuff that, that the stay-at-home mom does and see if you're not begging to go back to work. The, the true virtuous woman that's staying home, that's a keeper of home and that loves her children and is, is trying to train and teach them and nurture them, it is a demanding job. It starts from the moment her eyes open to the moment they shut, and then it starts all over again. She's an industrious woman. She's a busy lady. She's doing things, and she's constantly employed. She's not lazy like, I can't remember, some TV show years ago, something about, uh, oh, Desperate Housewives. What a wicked and gross show, but it's not like these this club of ladies that get together and, and drink cocktails and gossip about, you know, the latest things in their community. In case you've just tuned in, you are listening to God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the devil, and the world. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK, 1550 a.m. and 94.7 FM. Visit and like our social media accounts with Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Gab TV, and YouTube. Visit our website at www.godsresistance.com and contact us by email at gods.resistance at gmail.com or call us at 570-362-7782. So this industrious, virtuous woman in Proverbs 31.27 says, she eats not the bread of idleness. So it's not in the quantity of performance, but in the quality of her performance. God shall stretch your quantity. 
when you have the quality of an, of an industrious heart. When, when you are an industrious woman, he will continue to help the quality of your work multiply into more quantity. But he is, God is more at this moment looking for the faithfulness of the heart in keeping themselves busy for profitable means. Now, I'm saying this to women. This is going to men as well. But today is Mother's Day. So we're speaking about this as biblical womanhood, as a biblical mother. She's usefully busy. For her home, she's usefully busy, her home and family. She's usefully busy for her neighbors and the people that she has influence over. She's finding ways to make her time useful. And Lord, help us all to make our time useful. We're in wicked times and we need to redeem the time, as the scripture says. But a virtuous woman does this. And husbands, fathers, you know, or husbands-to-be, if your, if your spouse or your fiance or whatever is this type of person, she's more valuable than all the money in the world. She will keep you in the, in the most difficult times of life. For richer or for poorer, she'll stay by your side. She'll always be looking for ways to make things work and to move, make things go forward and run smoothly. She'll be behind you as a husband. She's going to help you. She's a great asset. Most of the greatest men that you'll read about in history, if you look behind them, they had great wives. They had great women, virtuous women that were behind them, that did all the, the, the things of the house that maybe look like they're kind of not important and behind. If she didn't do that, that man wouldn't have been great. So feminism of today is really taking uh, womanhood and dragging it in the dust, saying that there's oppression when really she's empowering. A virtuous woman is empowering. Proverbs 31, 13 through 15, it says, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. So she's a thrifty woman. Not only does she look at quality of things and wants to do right, she wants to be a good steward with finances. She wants to be a good steward with time. She's a thrifty woman. That doesn't mean that she's just looking for cheap, trashy items, but she's looking for things that are useful and being cautious and, and discerning on how she spends the money that she has or the time that she has. So she's looking for the good price. She's looking for variety. How boring it would be if everything was the same all the time. Every day we had the same food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I could, I could put calories in my mouth and I could fill my belly up and, and probably survive for years on making food, but my wife sure does make it more pleasant. She makes the home more pleasant. She's got a variety. She's got curtains, uh, you know, hanging from certain places. She's got, um, you know, carpeting on the floor, decoration of things. And if it were just me, my house would look fairly bland, but my wife makes it look like a home. And a virtuous woman is looking out for all of that. She's making a home. So she's looking for a good price, for variety, for quality. She makes her house run well. She's like, in, in some sense, she though the man is the head of the woman and, and subject to the man, she is kind of the head of the ship when it comes to the household and how she is doing everything in such a way to make it run orderly and smoothly. She's making food. She's doing laundry. She's keeping the house clean. And I know my wife, uh, the, the amount of work she does is incredible. And I'm thinking like, you know, if she didn't do all that, I would have to be spending loads and loads of time doing all these other things. And I wouldn't be able to do the other things that I need to do to provide for my family or even the call that God has placed in my life. 
I would not be able to do this without my wife. My wife is integral. And then in, in addition to that, she's always present inside of the home with the kids. So she's, she's just constantly ministering and doing things. She is an industrious woman, the virtuous woman is. She's a discerning woman. She considers a field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She's a discerning woman. She helps supplement the income uh, of the household. Um, and I just want to say this too. In the beginning, in the introduction, I was saying, you know, maybe a lady feels like I want to, I want to get a, a college education, I want a career, all that kind of stuff. My wife has a college education and all that. But after we got saved, the Lord started to speak to her on her heart that th that's not the pathway God wanted her to go. He wanted her to pour into her home and to be a, a mother that could be there for her children. And this was a conviction that started to breed on her own heart. Now that does not mean, however that she can't do anything that is causing some income flow to come into the house. The virtuous woman, she sees those opportunities. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're a lady and, or, or um, a mother, a, a wife. You're in a thrift store. You look at something there. You see a brand name on something and you say to yourself, wow, that's only $2. I could sell that on eBay for 20 to 50 bucks. I could make a profit off that easy. So you scoop it up. She's a discerning lady. She looks for those certain kind of things. And husbands, do you trust your wife's discernment on these matters? It's a reciprocal relationship of love and trust between a husband and wife. Some husbands are threatened uh, by you know, a wife being discerning like that and saying, hey, this is a good deal or I could make a little bit of money here. It says she bought a field. That sounds crazy, but she was a discerning woman and it seems the husband had a full trust in her and he could because she was a faithful lady. She was industrious. He had seen the fruit of her hands. Proverbs 31, 24, she maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth uh, girdles unto the merchant. So she's got, it said that her hand was at the distaff. She's weaving, she's sewing, she's doing all, she's doing things even out of the home and she's able to sell her goods and to make a profit off of that, bringing it to a merchant so the merchant can sell it. This is the industriousness of a virtuous woman. She's not sitting at home drinking iced teas and gossiping. She is compassionate also. Proverbs 31, 20, it says, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. So her heart is touched when she sees grief. She wants to help when she sees the grief. Maybe she would bake some goods. Maybe there's someone who's, whose home has burnt down and she sees a need there. She wants to give clothing. She wants to provide meals. Maybe a, a lady has just given birth to a child and the, the home's a little in disarray because of it. She goes there and wants to help. She, maybe she says, hey, I, I'd, I'd do your laundry for you. There's, there's little ways. The virtuous woman is looking to be a blessing and to help. So she bakes something. She makes meals. She lends an ear. She listens. She, she just helps wherever she can. So she, her heart's touched with compassion of grief and need. She's a compassionate woman and the compassion spills out on her children as well. She's looking to her children. She, you notice that too, whenever a child hurts themselves, they don't come crying to the father. I mean, maybe sometimes they do, but more often it's like if I'm home and my wife has to go out somewhere and the kids are all around, I've got five children. One of them hurts themselves. 
they come to me and say, Papa, I hurt myself. It really, and you know, and we, we talk about things, give a hug, you know, pray together. Sometimes I have to say to the boys, all right, buddy, well, you fell and hurt yourself. You get back up now. You'll be all right. Come on. You're a tough guy. You can do this. You know, I might see something like that. When mom's not around, they'll come find me. But when mom's around, they're not busting my door down in my office trying to find me. They're not calling me on the phone saying, Papa, I hurt myself or whatever. They go to the mother because the mother, it's the way God has created a mother to be nurturing and to be compassionate. The way a man would be compassionate and nurturing, it still can be compassionate and nurturing. It just doesn't look the same. God has put a, put inside of a woman a special place to fill that no man can ever fill. Now we've got it all backwards where there's the stay-at-home dad and the mom is out working. Now I'm not just trying to hurl stones. I understand that you know, circumstances can happen in a certain way, but God has really crafted a woman for that role to be at home and nurturing like that and a man to be the one that picks up the strength and does all these things. And you know what? God can help us whatever circumstance we're in. She's prepared, this virtuous woman, and she's thoughtful. So Proverbs uh, 31, 27, she looketh well to the ways of her household, always thinking of their necessities. Um, new clothes, perhaps. You know, like I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure every once in a while I might see, oh, my boys, they're, pants. They got giant rips in the knees, or you start to look at it and you're like, Hey boys, uh, your pants, are you expecting a flood? It looks like high water's in there. And you know, I may see that every once in a while, but my wife's already on top of that. She's already seen all those things and oh, we need new boots for this year. Cause they're out, outgrowing their size. We need some, uh, new sweatshirts. We need coats. You know, we need, she's thinking about all these different things, new shoes. And she's thinking about health. You know, my, my son says, my stomach hurts and he's had problems like that for a while. And so my wife's figuring things out, gives him uh, probiotics and changes the little things that, uh, of the way he eats to try and help him. She's always looking out for the house. She's providing for necessity. She's providing for needs that are there and she's very thoughtful in all of it. That's a virtuous woman. Now I'm using my wife not to just say my wife's very virtuous and you need to uh, meet my wife. And all. I'm saying it because I just, I'm just trying to use illustrations and, and I see what happens inside of our home. And I'm extremely thankful for the way my wife does things. Now, uh, Proverbs 31, 21 through 22, it says, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. So she's prepared, the, the virtuous woman is prepared for all occasions. She's prepared for different things of weather. She's not just gonna sit inside because it's cold outside. She thinks, well, we've got to do some things, so we got to be prepared prepared for this. She's, it's not only just functional too, but also the decorum and style of things. Like I was saying before, my wife puts rugs in there and curtains and she makes this place look nice. Like I, I could sit down and relax in it. She's got nice blankets for our beds where I would just be thinking about something functional. This is what a, a virtuous woman can add to a marriage, to a home, to a, to a, even a, a community in some respect. This is, this is the role that God has placed inside of a woman that no man can fill. Um, and so she's also oftentimes behind the scenes. Um, Proverbs 31, 23, her husband is known in the gates, out in the public place, you know, in the community, you know, political realms, if he's serving on some kind of local political thing. Her husband's known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Because of all the unseen toil that she does, he's there and people know who he is. Men are made because of their godly wives. Ladies pick out their men's clothes so that the men look sharp and presentable. I go to my wife often and I say, does this look right? You know, because I would just kind of go out and, and do whatever. And she says, no, you need to switch that. Or yeah, that looks fine. You know, you, you look sharp right now. You know, my, my wife helps me with those things. 
31, 31, it says, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. The best reward for the wife and mother is knowing that her labors were appreciated and needed. She does not need to congratulate herself. Husband and children, uh, they tell the mother uh, of the home often of their appreciation for things that are big and small. We should be doing that. We should be, be looking at how she's watching out for us and telling her all those things to bless her for the good that she does. Dear listener, all of this is not to discourage you as mothers as if you're not quite, you don't quite line up to this virtuous woman picture, but rather that this is in your heart. This is the way God has made you, and you can see where this is spilled out into a multitude of actions. This is to um, appreciate the unceasing labors that you put forth. This is, this is an encouragement to be a biblical mother. Don't be ashamed. Let the world mock and scorn. Uh, let feminist movements be domineering rebels, but you show the world what a godly mother and a godly woman is. The world's hungry to see purity and reality. And oh, the grace of God can so plant in your hearts and make you like this Proverbs virtuous woman. God's grace is empowering and enabling. Don't fall into despair but rise up into your privilege. We need you. We've already seen a host of women that do not reflect the beauty, strength, and dignity of their God-given gender and role. Stand in Christ, ladies. Stand in the truth. Your husband will call you blessed. Your children will call you blessed. You can change society by empowering your husband to be the man God wants him to be. You can empower your children to fulfill their God-given purpose. You are the steady machinery of the home. Thank you for listening, but above all, join the resistance. God's resistance. A special thank you to Spectacular Sound Productions for giving permission for the use of the song Heroes and Monsters, which was edited and used in part on this production. The permission was granted under Attribution Sharealike 4.0 International Creative Commons license. That license may be found at https colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by hyphen essay forward slash 4.0 forward slash legal